Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hi friends, thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot, and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218, or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www tinakinneyclark.com that's t-i-n-a-k-i-n-n-e-y c-l-a-r-k-e hey everyone i have a special guest today on the show i asked her a while ago to come on because she's a natural storyteller and an old friend of mine her name is tina Lindsay, and Tina and I go way back. Our oldest daughters, they went to preschool together back in Virginia. And since then, we've both moved away from Virginia. In fact, Tina moved to California. Now she's in Utah. And I moved from Virginia to South Carolina. And we're still friends. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Tina kind of gave me a lowdown on her story, and it's a healing journey, um, yes. and <laughs> I'll let her add anything about yourself you would like, and you can start your story uh, anytime. Okay, hold on. Um, so I am Tina Lindsay, and I am going to truly believe that me and Tina Clark share a name for a reason. We are doing some work that is needed on this planet. And Tina showed me a lot of truth that I couldn't have figured out with her help. Um, I want to say that I visited Tina with my Avalon deck of cards, and she pulled out a dog card. And today I was drawn to that deck for not, I didn't know why. And guess what card I drew? I drew the dog card. Um, Wow, that's cool. I know. (laughs) I know. I was like, why did she draw the dog card then? And then I'm like, the whole reason she drew it was because... Later on, I would draw it and feel a connection. Um, I also bumped into a coaster that you bought me at Angel Oak, a really big tree, and I found a crystal skull candle. I know Tina resonates with these at a truck stop gas station, which (laughs) I don't even know what (laughs) manifesting is going on here, but that was super weird. (laughs) So I lit, I lit, I lit it right now, and it's <laughs> shining. So 
So we're gonna take that for what it is. Um, so a bit about me, I was born in Ogden, Utah. Um, I was actually raised on the East Coast in New Jersey, but I have lived in Utah now more than any other state. Um, for most of my life, it was a practicing Mormon. Um, so I'm just putting that out there because it does tie into my journey later. Um, I just went through divorce and have had some serious issues with depression and addiction. And I'll kind of go into that a little bit more later. Um, I have a 15-year-old daughter right now. And Tina's talked about how her daughter and my daughter have been friends for or friends for such a long time. Um, my daughter is a nerd and a musician and an artist. She just amazes me every time I'm with her. And she's actually one of the reasons I believe that this planet is moving into a higher vibration because Lydia is the proof of that. Um, I have a law degree and practiced bankruptcy law for quite a while, but in my heart, I have always been a shaman witch. My mother comes from a long line of Finnish shamans who use their words for magic and stories for magic. And I have been doing this without realizing it until now. Um, so that's kind of about me. I don't know if Tina wants to add anything, but, uh, anyway, well, I um, want to add that we are both really good manifestors. We are both real. I seriously manifest stuff at gas stations. So <laughs> like, if I, I want love that. Spiritual, I, I, I have driven a lot due to my journey and, um, I've always been in a gas station getting Diet Coke. And then I've been like, this is really boring. Like, what else does this have? <laughs> and I didn't even realize I was doing it until kind of recently, too. Um, so this story I'm going to tell starts off with some serious trauma. Um, my dad came from a long line of abusers, and he was not able to break the cycle. Um, he abused me as a teen and later as a young adult. And this ugly truth has led to a, a life of shame and struggle. Um, I've been depressed and anxious and really have never been able to get a grasp on my past until now. Um, so that's kind of a sad story, but it ends well. Um, finally, after just going through a lot of really crappy therapists, I found a therapist who was kind and she was trauma informed. And we talked a lot using CBT and that's cognitive behavioral therapy. And we talked about what happened and it certainly helped. Um, eventually though, we did start to talk in circles. We weren't really talking about anything new. And I realized we really weren't getting anywhere. So in my therapy with her, I was trying to deal with my past in my head and intellect. And I will say this, it was kind of helpful, but not even close to what I needed to process. Um, I just think in your head you can, or your intellect, you can go so far, but that's kind of a not as helpful part of you as other parts. Um, so while I was going through this therapy, uh, a lot of information came out how we store trauma in our body. And we need to release it through our body. Um, some of the methods that you might have heard that 
deal with the body are like EDMR, um, massage, massages, meditation, just going through all your muscle parts and just feeling your body. And there was a breakthrough book that came out a couple of years ago called The Body Keeps Score. You probably heard of it. It's pretty big. And this kind of brought this book, brought all of this body work that we needed to do kind of in a very public space. Um, it took a long time, in fact, only recently, to trust my body, not my head, with what I had suffered. Once I turned to this method of therapy, um, my journey to recovery really took off, and I started feeling hope for the first time. I thought I was done after that. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this therapy. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I've done what people said, and I'm releasing it, so I'm done. But to my irritation, I was still struggling. Um, sorry. It was then I kind of realized I had to go to a spiritual route, which included Reiki, crystals, getting in touch with my guides. And you, this is actually when the page really started to turn. And what I found on that page was frightening. Um, so a few weeks back, I started watching The Conjuring, and the main character talked about how demons or dark entities can form around serious dark deeds. And these words just resonated with me, and it was kind of weird. I'm like, how could you get anything out of The Conjuring? But we talked about I manifest things in weird places, so mm -hmm. we'll go with that. Um, and then I thought, what if a dark entity had attached itself to me because of my childhood abuse? And I mean, I did have serious abuse, so that just made sense to me. And I had carried this sad, anxious, sad energy that I just couldn't shake. I felt like I was always being told by someone or something that I was making the wrong decision. I was spending too much money. Other people were judging me. And I just kept thinking, oh, this is your inner self doing this. But I had talked to my inner self to death and therapy. I tried to meditate and connect with that inner child and that inner voice. And then I realized, what if it's not my fault that I can't do better? That I was host to something that I needed to exercise, like a third thing. And and it just, it just, I just thought that's it. Like that's the end of my journey. That's what I need to do. I mean, I don't mean it's the end of my whole journey but a really important part of my journey. Um, so I do have the belief that even though something is not your fault, like it wasn't my fault that I had this entity, it is my responsibility to fix it. And so, you know, I could fight all the time and I did saying I didn't do anything. Like how come I have this lifetime? And maybe it was karma. I don't know. But I just realized, hey, this is where we're at, and let's do something. Um, so then I dove into figuring out this dark entity, and things immediately started going crazy. Um, first of all, certainly the abuse added to it, but I discovered something even more disturbing about it. It was tied to my religious upbringing. Um, like many people, I was raised in a patriarchal religion, and I believe I carried the dark part of my former religion. I know this. My church paid off abuse victims 
so they would keep their mouth shut. And this action mirrored my own abuse. My father, too, was heavily involved in the church, worshiping its damaged, sexually abusing owner, Joseph Smith. Um, I believe that I could have experienced ritual abuse. I remember flashes of it. And this was part of the dark entity that I needed to clear. Um, so, so I really thought that because it was like, why am I carrying all that energy? Like, am I worthy of carrying this energy? And I don't think I'm the only one, but I certainly was one. So, um, so I, I got myself a little separate from the deity or demon and he was really interested in making his followers obey without question. He used anything negative to try to keep his followers down. Um, he, uh, he did not value women at all. Um, he treated them like they were his wives or even cows. He used some of my present and past life experience to get me to do what he wanted. Um, in his power at times, I found myself suicidal and used any substance to try to feel better. So that was another thing. I was like, why I'm an addict? What is going on here? Um, I didn't, I used alcohol kind of in the later parts of my life. Um, and I would blame myself for that too. I'd be like, how come I can't get over this? Like what is going on? So I'm not vindicting my behavior. I don't want to see like, I'm saying like none of it was my fault. And partially because this, was the path that I kind of chose to take on my soul's journey. And I want to take responsibility for anything I've done or for my addiction. Once I got kind of separated from this entity, the crap like hit the fan, like all kinds of crazy physical plane stuff started to happen. A candle like flew off where it was and shattered for no reason. After I cleaned up the candle completely, I stepped on a small shard of it and my foot started bleeding all over the floor in this really creepy way. Things moved around my apartment like the entity was trying to scare me. And that made sense because he fed off my worry, sadness and fear. And when that wasn't happening, he would do anything to try to make me feel that again. So I would stay in his power and in fear. Um, so it also touched my apartment and when I realized this, every time I went in my apartment, I have kind of a gross feeling. So I worked with sage. I worked with crystals. I worked with bells to clear it. And I might call in a third party to clear my space at some point. But initially I did the work because I was really familiar with this demon. I had lived with him for a long time. And I knew kind of what scared him. Um, another, like almost the scariest part was I could feel him attaching to my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter. And we talk about how we carry issues from our ancestors. And we have that amazing book, It Didn't Start With You, that came out and shed light on this important issue. I think we get these books as our kind of our awareness grows. And I know my demon held many of my ancestors in its terrible grip. But my takeaway from this book is the fact that if I didn't exercise this demon or entity, it was going to keep passing down an ancestral line to my daughter, her girl children, and even to my nieces. This demon definitely targeted women, although not exclusively. Um, 
I think there's a lot out there talking about the release of this misogynistic energy, religious energy. And I think it could be seen throughout our media world in shows like The Handmaid's Tale. And I even believe the Game of Thrones with characters that I relate to, like Daenerys. Or we can even look at real women like Michelle Obama or Malala, the girl from the Middle East who's telling her story. Um, so here are some powerful ways that I used to break free from my dark entity. I broke through the demon's bondage using self-love that I found through my powerful guides and higher self. And here's a great thought. Um, what if being kind to yourself could really change everything? Just being nice. And as I was manifesting, I found a self-compassion deck of cards. And I got that quote from there. And every day I put something that I could do that would be nice to myself, that would make me value myself. And this value was just so important. Um, I also set boundaries, which is an aspect of self-love. As a girl, I had my personal boundaries really violated by my father and my religion. Sorry, this is close to my heart. The only way I could rid myself of this entity was to set these strong boundaries that it couldn't cross. Um, I also worked on my shadow, which held this entity by writing down my past and religious experience. Putting these experiences to light brought that entity into light as well. I have had a lot of shame around the abuse, and writing it down helped me rise above it. I think that this podcast is actually part of bringing my experience to light. And I have felt a little bit how the dark entity can't take that. I then had to settle my anger down. Anger is a lower vibration emotion. Um, I bought, brought in my intent and guides to invite this entity into true light. The demon, though, has an ego, and it seriously likes to believe it is a god, if not the god. I was angry at its followers as well until I was told by my guides that their desire to follow this entity or whatever they were following is a desire to find true connection. And this is evidenced by following this limited light of this dark entity. Um, a big part of this was making sure I kept my vibration positive. That is how we couldn't reach me. If I was at the lower vibration, I was slinging mud and you don't sling mud, like anger is mud. You don't go down there unless you think, and you don't want to get dirty. Because if you go in the mud, you go in the low vi lower vibration, he has a lot of power there. Um, perhaps the most important part of this journey was actually realizing that I needed to send this dark entity light. Um, if you're sending it light, it's just, it's just kind of helpless. Like this light just puts the truth into view and then I you know what it doesn't really have a response to that and it also helps you make peace with yourself now that I did that which you know while I was doing it I'm like wow you're crazy I did get some you know different validation from different sources but I have never felt better um I don't get upset about my past because I chose it and great pain can reap really great rewards if you can get through it. And I learned a lot. I got stronger. 
Uh, remember, a pearl can't be created without the gritty dirt that gets into it. Any pain that you get is part of your journey, and accepting the pain is actually how you get out of it. Now, I'm going to say these came out of one of my decks of cards, and I think there was a reason for that, including the pearl part. Um, I believe that I've resolved issues in my family, particularly for women, and even for women who are still suffering in some of these religions. Um, I feel like my calling right now, and it's only recently, as to be able to help people with serious trauma and detrimental religious experiences. As I said before, I've acquired a lot of skills and I would like to use them to help others. And I used to be kind of unsure what it meant to say that we were coming into a high vibration or the age of Aquarius, like some people like to call it. Now I totally get it. Like we are all here to raise this planet's vibration and I'm honored to be part of this whole thing. And I don't understand everything. Another card said that we're like a mushroom, part of that movement of mushroom flower, but there's a whole beautiful mycelium, I think, underneath us that is so powerful and beautiful that we are amazing that we are one with it. Um, there are many of us, including Tina, my friend, who are here to raise the vibration of the whole planet. And every time we raise our own vibration, it raises it up for the whole world. I read somewhere too that once we even um, vibrate better a little bit, the angels rejoice with us. I mean, anything that brings joy and light and oneness to our planet, even if you love yourself a little better, you know what? The angels are like, thank you. We love you. We love you so much. And I want people to understand that because sometimes we think, what we're doing is so minor and don't ever think that don't, you know what you are doing your work. And as the card said too, no matter who we are, we are all secret, sacred dreamers dreaming the world into being. And I'm honored to be part of it. Anyway, that is my story. And I feel good that I shared it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So at one point, did you realize there was a dark entity kind of influencing you when was this you know I've been feeling it on and off for years just feeling like there was this weird power and he does have a lot of power this entity that I was dealing with and it's limited I, I mean I think there probably is a spark of light in it because we all have that mm -hmm. but I was like Tina what are you thinking like that is so crazy and I'm pretty open-minded but I just couldn't believe that that was the problem so until I I mean it was so weird I was just is the second time I watched The Conjuring it was actually on Christmas break it was kind of a joke that we were watching it and I heard the character almost turn to me and say if you have a really traumatic experience a dark energy can be born from it and that's what possesses you and one thing also that was lovely in the film is the woman who's holding that demon and doing all the stuff you do in horror movies, the way that they brought it out of her and they use lots of religious stuff that was helpful is the woman who's the main character actually said, think about something positive. Think about when you were at the beach with your girls like, and it brought light to her. And that was what exercised the demon. 
Mm-hmm. And to me, that was kind of a message, like raise your vibration, get positive. Cause he was so negative. I mean, that's how he controls people. And his energy just tells you that you're awful, that why are you doing this? You're spending too much money, way too much. Like using any hurtful message it can to just pull you down. And part of the reason I also wanted to tell this story is if you're suffering from this, you know what? You're really special because you're taking a lot on and you might not even finish it in this lifetime, but you've chosen a hard journey. So, you know, take that if you're dealing with addiction, if you're dealing with hurt, don't take it personally, you know, like, and think about happy things. If you can just take yourself, give, give yourself a hot bath, like um, treat yourself to something that makes you happy. And you might be like, wow, that's nothing. But you know what? You raise your vibration and that hold on you has gone less. So, right. I mean, if you're if you're happy and in a good place, you can't be influenced. Um, and that's that's how vibration works. So where is this entity now? It's at a lower vibration. I mean, I got a message that you're going to have to deal with this bastard in his dimension as long as you're in it. And. So I actually had to do so much work and I've been doing it over lifetimes, probably over years, even not knowing what I was doing. Um, But I finally got to this point where the universe was just programming in my head. And it's when I get angry, it says, do you want to go back down there? And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no, I don't. I'll try to stay a little bit higher. And and as I get higher, I just don't feel it because it can't. It it can't exist in a higher light. It just doesn't exist because it can't rain. It's so so important to manage your thoughts. And I say this a lot to my clients that you're, you can't let your thoughts run you. You know, if you're, if you've been taught and many of us haven't been taught the right way, how to manage this, to think about the worst case scenario, for example, that's a habit that I got from my parents and I had to relearn in my head not to go there with these thoughts because as manifestors, we don't want to be manifesting that. No. um, And I think we have a responsibility to not be manifesting that. Yes. So I'm manifesting these dragons, I'm manifesting these skulls, and I'm also manifesting Diet Coke. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's nothing. Who cares? La, la, la. I realized he was controlling me through that. He was saying, wow. you need to Diet Coke. You need to Diet Coke now. You're addicted to Diet Coke. You're going to feel bad if you don't. I mean, like, what the, what the crap? Like, like, really? Something so minor? It's not even minor. Like, actually, I consider it. Like, I threw out a bunch of Diet Coke lately. I cast a spell on it. I like, I, cause the more I drank it, the more I saw other people attracted to it. And I mean, think of all the waste that comes out of it, the cans, the plastic, the people who waste time getting it. The fact you're sitting in a car, like sucking in, this is me, sucking in 
gas fumes while you wait to get one from from McDonald's. And that's all I got for McDonald's. And think of the time I'd be there for like 20 minutes for Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. And I just started thinking, this is a hole that the demon has on me. And, you know, I'm not going to judge. Everyone has their own way of dealing with it. But for me, just getting that release from that was like I was out of his power. And And just think about the chemicals and that. Exactly. I'm not even mentioning that. And you do get a headache if you don't drink it. And it becomes a habit. Like all of a sudden, you're not thinking about it at all. Like it's just part of your life. And I just real, it was just, I was like, wow, that is something minor, but it really isn't. Like I was drinking cans. I was feeling guilty about the planet for a good reason. I mean, it wasn't, and they have those awful things that hold it, that your fish get stuff and the straws. I mean, how many straws was I using? Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, it was like a breakthrough. And so before I realized that my higher self always knows what's going on before I do. And it bought all these other kinds of drinks. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I buying this stuff that I don't normally drink? And then all of a sudden, like this, this thing came to me, like what was going on? And I was like, oh, that's why I was buying all the other drinks. Like, okay, I get it now. Like, like I'm just kind of behind the the movement, you know, like, um, like, yeah, okay. that's, that's how I feel about sugar because um, I'm, I just started a sugar detox because I have this habit of eating sweets and, yeah, I, don't, and, I, may, and I may not even really want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like a habit. Well, it's awareness and it's light. Like if you bring awareness to something, you're bringing light to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're bringing just some evaluation. And yeah. for me, it was like, well, can I have a little Diet Coke? And the answer was no. Like you once can't you just have a little, yeah. Yeah. Once you so, kind of go down that plane within two months, you'll be manifesting dragons at gas stations and then <laughs> manifesting good diet coke and it just gets bigger too like over the yeah. last couple of years our cups it started out kind of normal sized and now you can get it like extra super like big mm. like, like it's just the marketing behind it like I was watching Seinfeld I get messages from weird places but he goes why are all these people on the tv ask, acting so excited about a soda like, it's a soda. Like, let's get excited about work and inner light and and how we can manifest. Like, let's use our energy on that. Like, let's use our enthusiasm on something that's going to bring a little bit more light to the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like alcohol. Some people get so focused and distracted by alcohol. Well, I and was I actually, at the end, I was a, basically an alcoholic. And it was because I couldn't take it anymore. I just couldn't take the dark energy and I wasn't dealing it with it in a healthy way. But guess what? That dark energy love, that addiction. Mm-hmm. It wanted to keep me there. I was so unaware. I was so concentrated on Diet Coke and alcohol. <laughs> like I was I was all over everything. So Yeah. So what would your advice be to someone who's gone through some of the same things you have grew up in a religion that was patriarchal might have been 
experienced abuse, how did they go about starting to heal that? I, I say it all starts with self-love because what happens when you're abused is you take on that shame, you carry it. And um, no matter what you say, I think there's a part of you that says, why did this happen to me? This is my fault. And um, it wasn't your fault. That doesn't, again, that doesn't mean that you, you're not responsible for figuring it out because that's your journey. But it's not your fault. Um, I would read a lot of self-help. I would get into your body. A lot of abuse victims do have issues going into their body. And I had trouble with this too. It was a real journey because when you're abused, you often get out of your body because there's too mm-hmm. much pain stored in there. So that actually made me kind of manic because I was so not in my body that I was functioning in this weird plane. And um So I think your main goal is figuring out how to get in your body. And I think that's part of the journey to get to spirituality. Cause I don't think unless you're in touch with that plane, I don't think you can, I think it's just something you have to do and it's hard and it's definitely, and it's where, where a soul in a body on a planet earth, you need to be in your body. You can't be going out and escaping in the ethers and not dealing with things yeah, you're not dealing with it and right I spent years not dealing with it but then I think these books are part of our enlightenment because right as I was doing that the body keeps score just comes out all of a sudden is all over the place people are talking about it you know we're, we're not dealing with abuse like we did before we're saying hey get into your body figure that out And I also want to get a message when you're healing through your body, you don't need to go through that abuse again and again and again. And what happened? And was it at night? And those details, I don't think are helpful. And if you just go right to your body, right to your pain, and I say, say, I need to release this. And you're talking to the pain in your body, it can release. So let go of all that. What happened? Was it his fault? Was it my fault? You know, he shouldn't have done that. I'm so angry, which you all can also hold on your body and actually can be a good part of setting boundaries. And the other one is self-care and valuing yourself because yeah. something. I think some, that that talk therapy is valuable to a certain extent, exactly, especially for someone who never talked about it or who yeah. rarely talked about it. But to keep repeating. That's what happened that, to me re-traumatizes that person it almost it almost you know it's not um productive what i say so you need to move on right like you need to move into the body or into spirituality your emotions energy medicine whatever you know the next step is after that talk yeah and I I would say I actually quickly like my evolution I think has been going on for a long time so once I hit that wow this is spiritual wow this is an entity all that work that I've been doing came rushing into my head and that includes reading books about trauma that didn't hit me the right way I didn't really understand um What's the ancestor? It didn't start with you. I, but I've read it. I read it. And once start things started coming together, that just was like, bam. 
And the biggest incentive to me was looking at my daughter and I could just see that darkness. I could see it. And I was like, I'm going to just use that word. Fuck it. Like, I'm like, (laughs) no, you know, no, that is, this is ending with me. And I don't want people to get involved in guilt and like, oh, my daughter's la la la. Because also I realized that Lydia has picked her journey, you know, like that. And I'm going to respect that. But I bought her a piece of angelite at the dancing crane. Um, and I said, Lydia, I think you need this. And I thought she'd say, mom, whatever. Like, oh, I don't like what mom says. She picked <laughs> it up and bought it. She carries it around with her. And I have seen angels around her. And they're like, Tina, you know what? We've got this. She's got her angels. She's got her guides. Mm-hmm. And she's using all those crystals. Like, uh, you know what? When I was 15, I didn't, you know, I picked up a rock. Like this girl's carried crystals. And I think Lily too, she's absorbing that stuff that you got out there. Yeah. You know, she's absorbing it. And how much further ahead does that put her than what we were? You know what I mean? Like, well, it helps to have mothers like us. Who are actually, you know, knowledgeable and practice this and, you know, open and introduce them to these concepts. You know, and another thing I took out of the Body Keeps Score is we're always talking about, not the Body Keeps Score, which was a really big book for me, but the um, It Didn't Start With You. I realized how much positive stuff was also passed to me. Mm -hmm. Like I actually connected with a lot of ancestors through this. And guess what? They endured things so that, you know, did happy things. So I could draw on that experience too. Like it wasn't all bad. It wasn't, you know, you hear all this, oh, you get this, you get this passed to your daughter. But I think you mentioned in it, what are we passing to our daughters? Like, and there's so much good. Yeah, I might be passing her a dark entity, which freaks me out but she's got angels I saw them all around her I saw them as she was walking and my heart was so touched because I was like she's not doing this alone just like I'm not well you were surrounded by angels and I will I and we used to be and we are right now surrounded we are and there's okay so I have always you've talked about Gabriel and Ariel and and I'm like, I'm not an angel person. I don't know who my guides are. So there's this store called Crone's Hollow. It's very witchy. And I went to a medium there and she said, your, your higher power is screaming at you because you are not connecting with them. And part of that was because I was with that dark entity and mm-hmm. you don't connect very well. <laughs> like you're connecting to him, you know? And So I look around after that and there's this really weird pack of portal cards with these weird faces on it. So it was so weird. I went back and bought it. And at first I just laid it out. I didn't know what was going on. And then I realized that each one of those faces was a portal to my higher power. And wow, are there some weird faces, but I feel like I got an angel. (laughs) And today I got a woman with a star in her head and now I'm just keeping them up because I feel like I have them one or two all around my house mm-hmm. because we all can connect differently, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're not in this earth to all be the same. And um, I just, at first, I just look at it and I'd be like, like, why the hell did I buy this deck? Like, what's going on? 
And now I don't even, I think I did have an angel Gabriel card and one guy looked like an alien. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm just like, whatever, maybe I don't have to yeah. name them. Like maybe they're just out there with their energies. And that was such a part of me coming to some realizations. Yeah. So you're the kind of person and I'm this way too, that we are interacting with the universe all the time. And we understand that the messages can come through in all kinds of ways. And that's what I talk about walking the magical path because Uh we're, we are magic and we are living in a magical world and a magical universe. And we are interacting with the universe all the time. Yeah, no it's matter all, what you're thinking, you are right because so, that universe is saying is giving you messages. Like my inner guys were screaming at me, like who's screaming at you? You know, like look, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> and if they are, then I get rid of them. No, <laughs> <laughs> but but that's interesting because I have a lot of clients and I do Reiki and energy healing and. A lot of times I can hear their angels, their guardian angels or their spirit guides. And they're so excited because they finally can deliver the messages to that person because that person hasn't been listening. Well, my therapist, I, I've been like Reiki. I think you actually did some Reiki on me. And I've been like, I don't totally understand it. Like, again, I, you have to say I was in this kind of dark place so it was really hard for me to reach up above it and I want to tell people that if they are in a darker place like don't beat yourself up that you're not hearing the angels because they are there and maybe it's just the journey to kind of get there because that was my journey um so I was actually a little reluctant and I I think it was because of what was going on with me but um I was actually at a therapy session and she was like I think you need Reiki and she gave me a card for a practitioner Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I mean, here I am in a rational therapy session and she's handing me a Reiki card. So I went to this really, ge- I know you all do it differently and that makes sense because we're all different people, but I went to some really gentle. And um, after I went to a few sessions, my energy was higher. And yeah. that's, I think Reiki is part of that self-care that you have to realize that you need. Yeah. Like, Are you trying to say my Reiki's not gentle? <laughs> I don't know what you're all I know she didn't give me your card you know like I don't know (laughs) I'm saying that if you're feeling that need to go to Reiki today just go to Tina go to someone else figure it out I think you have to be in tune with it too so go with an open mind like go with oh yeah that's the only thing you need to do is just be open to it just be open to the energy flow you know whatever you're gonna get out of it and you don't have to believe in it you don't even have to understand it no I don't even think I totally understand it it just works well, you know what, I'm going to say also, especially if you've been abused, if whatever your issue is, you have a really big lack of trust because somebody really mm-hmm. hurt you. Yeah. And um, part of my journey too, I read the universe has your back. I read Tasha, um, she's Tasha Silver, who talks about manifesting. And if you use the universe to do that, again, these books, like don't read a book and think, oh, that's it. I didn't get anything out of it. Because part of that 
who's coming to a position of trust with the universe. So if you're scared to trust, just put a hope out there. Just open your mind. Don't, mm-hmm. don't be like, wow, I have to believe in Reiki 100%. Be right. like, I'm just going to try it. And even if I don't think it works, let me hold that experience. You know what I mean? Let me hold it. And at some point, you know, maybe that energy work will come to you. Like it's mm-hmm. not necessarily at that moment. So that book, It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin, I think I've mentioned that a half a dozen times already (laughs) on my podcast because that's one of my favorite books that I read last year. And I read over 100 books last year. Um, So did you go through the exercises and everything, find out what what your core language was? Uh, you know what? I need to go back to do it because that was one of the books. And I will blame the enemy. I mean... Because I couldn't get through it. I like kind of believed it, but it was filling me with guilt. It was yeah, filling me with this yeah, idea that I was yeah. ruined with Lydia. Um, and, um, but it gave me the idea that we have these ancestral issues mm-hmm. that go through. That was enough. And I've actually read through one of my guides. If you get three sentences out of a book that speak to you, that's enough. Like you don't need to understand every piece of the book. If you get like a chapter and it's like, wow, or that's all I relate to, but I'm guilty because I don't know what the whole book means. I don't understand it. You know what? That's good enough. Like just look at it. So, and to me, that book is part of our evolution because every time I turn around, there's this new book that is talking about a different aspect of trauma, Mm -hmm. a different aspect of connecting Mm -hmm. and, um, so, you know, be hopeful that, you know, we're getting to a better place with all this crap, which I believe is women. Like we have not been treated well. Yeah. So the disclaimer about the book is that he does say that no matter what your parents did to you, you need to reconnect with their parent, your parents. And I saw, I read that and I was like, no, I don't believe that. But I kept reading but the interesting thing is you go on the reviews for it on Goodreads and it completely triggered people. And I understand yeah. why it did, but people then gave up and stopped reading the book. Exactly. Like just because you hit something, my advice on that is to follow your intuition. And it could be that you're not ready to hear that. Yeah. I actually, I, I actually, I took it. Maybe as, I stopped then too. I don't know. Right. I, didn't I took it. I took it as I did not get triggered. So that means that my work on my own healing and my own trauma has really gone far. Well, it could. Because I just, I saw that and I was like, well, I don't agree with that. And I just kept reading the rest of it without being triggered by it. Well, um, I think if you don't want to read a book anymore, and that happened to me with this book, maybe I'll circle back to it. Just stop because guess what? That information that you need will come to you a different way. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, so the other book, The Body Keeps Score, uh, that is on my to read list. So I think I'm going to try to read that soon. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that won't speak to you because you didn't have a severe trauma as some of us. Not that, that your own journey was a different one, maybe. And, mm-hmm. um, if it doesn't, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I just trying to tell people that if um, you read something, you don't connect with it, don't dismiss the whole idea. Like right. maybe be that, open. 
Yes. Like yeah. don't. And also I would tend to get very defensive. I still do. If somebody disagrees with me and part of that is just part of that pain package I carry. But as I've gone on, everybody that doesn't agree with me, I've just been like, okay. And let's, you know, other people have different experiences mm-hmm. and there's no reason to work yourself up. And you and I have had disagreements and heated, yeah. con- heated conversations and, you know, <laughs> we're, we're able to move on, you know, we move on from it where we maintained our friendship. And I love that about you because, you know, I'm a, I'm a very passionate person. I feel things very strongly and I think some people are intimidated by that or they think it's Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> it's, it's that dragon side, but you yeah, know, if if we disagree, side. it doesn't mean that our friendship is over. Do you know what I mean? Cuz you have a relationship with a book and take the good out of it. You right, know, like take right. what resonates with you just because part of it it's like, oh my God, that scares me. And connecting to my parents still scares me and I've cut them off. Just feel like, okay, there's an idea there. And if I'm cut off right. for my parents, maybe it's my turn to take that up that they couldn't because my parents were stuck in a lot of cycles. And it was when I had the medium, she started telling me about how my grandpa was crying. And he said, I didn't mean to do what I did. And I'm trying to work on it. And your dad hasn't been able, he's in a really dark place. He, but it it actually exonerated him a little bit with me because I realized he was cognizant. I mean, he should have done better. Maybe he should have. That's interesting because I've I've gone back into my ancestry as well. You know, being um, a shaman and a psychic and a medium, I know how to do this to go back to the ancestor that started the issue within my family line. And they, they tend to be in a distressed state in a stuck state, you know? Um, And a lot of them, I think do feel bad and they want to be released and think, and I don't, I felt like my aunts, even my living aunts came, I went to a certain place to clear out energy. I've been going to different places and clearing out what I felt are like portals or, or places where I maybe even open the portal, you know, not purposefully, but working in conjunction with this unknown force. And I felt like the place I was born, I went to there to close the portal and I felt like my aunts were with me. I felt like even the living ones and my grandma, and this is where they all grew up too and were born and I could just feel the strength of their love and their, they're saying, okay, let's do this together. I feel like my cousin helped me. Um, you helped me. I mean, we have these people on our life journeys that we need to appreciate, but I was almost crying because I could just feel, you know, like their happiness, their love, their we love were- and support. Yeah. 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 And even though your ancestors may not be here anymore, they're still invested in you mm-hmm. and invested in your success. And in Finland, actually, and there's a lot of other cultures, they worship their ancestors or they're very tied to their ancestors. Yeah. And um, I've been actually been able to actually go to past life and I saw myself with my ancestors because I think you reincarnate with them too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we you know coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to mention something you said earlier 
about writing it down brings it into the light. And I think that's an important um, exercise and statement to make because there's something about writing it down that transforms the energy. And I I have a lot of people that come to me and say, I just keep thinking about the same thing over and over again. And I always say, write it down. Because in the process of writing it down, you change that energy. It gets out of your head and onto the paper. You know, you write even the stuff that, like, I wrote about my religion and my relationship to it. And it's mixed. I was really angry at my religion. I was so mad. But, and there is this entity that's involved with it, but there are good people there. And I got the message that they're trying to follow the light. I mean, they might have something in the way of it, Mm -hmm. but their whole desire to do that is, you know, sacred. And we should, you know, we should honor that. Like, maybe they're not doing it in a way I would, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, I, I'm not going to go down to the vibration to talk mm-hmm. about him. I've been told mm-hmm. that if you go in the dirt and you fight around, don't expect to not get money. <laughs> or get dirty. Exactly. <laughs> like, don't expect to come out of that good. Like, <laughs> Don't play around the mud, then you won't get dirty. Exactly. So... They're like keeping your vibration, keep positive. Um, one other skill that I'd like to point out is the pause. Um, before you think something, before you go do something like mindlessly, sugar, pause, and then pause again, and then pause again, and you'd be amazed at what happened. Um, I actually do attend Alcoholics Anonymous. I actually get a lot out of it besides the alcohol thing. It helped me get to spirituality. But I was, we were talking about that and I, there was, I was in a place and you've heard the stories where I talk about my ex-husband's wife and I start going on a tirade and I have special stories that I tell and they're funny and they're amusing. And so someone brought her up and I wanted to just go on that path and start talking about her the way I always do. But guess this time I paused and I'm like, you know what? I'm about to go down that path. I don't know if I could stop. Why don't I take a different direction? And yeah. guess what? My whole day was better. Like mm-hmm. my entire day. It worked. I didn't go down that negative emotion. Another thing I've gotten is if you go to that place, you are time traveling there. You might think it's just in your mind, but guess mm-hmm. what? You are going there. Your mind is going there. You've time traveled to that place and you are reliving it. Do you want to relive it? And that's why talking about abuse at some point isn't helpful because you're traveling to it. Right. You're re-experiencing it and you're almost re-traumatizing yourself. Yeah. So the other options would be move and find the energy healer, um, find EFT, like emotional freedom technique. Exactly. is, Mm -hmm. Is wonderful because it works with your energy lines and tapping certain points on your body while you're making a positive statement which you wouldn't believe how good, uh, how fast it works to get you down to a calmer level. And like every, give yourself credit. Every time you go to that calmer level, every time you don't tell that story, your guides are like, good job. We love (laughs) you. Like 
like, don't not give yourself credit. Like me not telling that story. Guess what? Good job, Tina. Yeah, that was huge. You know what because I mean? I, I've heard those stories over I and over. Know, I was your vibration too yeah. I mean I even like, told that that was our heated conversation I because I was I actually told Tina I was like I don't want to hear about this anymore <laughs> hey I thought about that and I was kind of mad but you know what maybe it helped me with the pause I was but guess what I was cycling those stories I was I was time traveling to when xyz yeah, happened I know. and then i time traveled to what just think of yourself time traveling there and guess what you start thinking do i want to go there no like mm-hmm. what can i do to not be in that space yeah it's like that whole worst case scenario i had to i had to relearn how to think about things because i had this habit and then i would stop myself because I knew I was going to start thinking about something like that. And I would say, no, no I'm not going to go there. I literally would say that to myself. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to yeah, think it's about a, that. You're speaking not figuratively. You are speaking literally. Yes. You are saying, yep. I do not want to go there because that's a place. That's not just your thoughts. That's an actual time travel. And that's that was what I was taught too. And something that's really helped me with sugar and alcohol and Diet Coke, all my addictions is I pause and then I pause again and then I pause again. And sometimes if I do enough pauses, I'm, I'm eating less. I'm not doing it. Like there's a book called the choice about a woman who was in the Holocaust. And we've heard this before too, is something happens and you get to choose how you respond to it. Like you have that choice. And sometimes that choice to me is pause. And I use Also, another trick or tip to kind of stop yourself from thinking about negative things is if you start thinking about something and the thought comes out or you said something, you can always say, I cancel, clear, delete that thought or statement Mm -hmm. saying to the universe, like I said, universe heard that and universe, no, I, I didn't mean that. You know, let's clear that, clear that from the energy. I don't want to manifest that. Yeah. And one way I do the same thing is you can always go back to your breathing. You can always go back to where you're at. You, that option is never going away. No matter where you go when you're time traveling or whatever, you can always come back to center. It's never going to leave. It's just going to be there. Like, forgive yourself if you do do that. Yeah. And I think also getting very hard on yourself about that is unhelpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a practice. It's a practice that you will get better at it the more you practice. And yeah, I mean, I, um, I've also realized like for this podcast, um, I thought I just was like, I'm going to stay in my pajamas and I'm, I'm still working on my life goals, which I feel like I'm getting a lot closer to. And I thought, no, you get up, you put your makeup on, you do this and you're going to respect it. And um, so I've had other ones where they're like, you send this book, great, because it's available. It's supposed to respect books and you're going to bind that energy. And guess what? I felt better. I felt like, wow, this is a book. It's, you know, people are so, so value books so much or they did in the past that I'm going to honor that. Mm-hmm. 
So things happen that are kind of weird, but guess that's your intuition. That is what's going to get you out of this crap. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like honor what, what's said to you because that's special. And that's, you know, that's what God is giving you. So, yeah. But, but you know what? Take care of yourself. Like, just do it. You're a valuable soul. God loves you. Angels are there for you. Take that bath. Like if you need a break from your kids, don't feel guilty. I mean, you can always take these to extremes where you're bathing all day long or you're never dealing with your kids. But I think we tend to carry a lot of guilt. And if we're not giving ourselves that space to heal, that space to feel good. Yeah. Okay. And all guilt is, is anger at yourself. Yeah. It is. It's, mm-hmm. it's just you beating yourself up. I can't tell you when I was dealing with this. I never know quite what to call it, but it was really powerful. Um, it would be me about anything. Even if I wasn't taking my angel cards out or my cards out, it would go, why aren't you doing that? You should be doing that. Why aren't you doing that? And that was something that was supposed to heal me. But mm-hmm. the energy around beating me up the universe didn't care if I took them out I mean that was my intuition I should do it but if I didn't do it I could do it the next day like right like I yeah like anyway well I'm so happy that you finally came on the show and told your story and um I had to get to a point don't you think like I had to reach the right (laughs) you you've been on this journey for a while so um and you've always been very aware and paying attention and awareness is the first step to healing. I always it really say is. it is yeah. being open, just be mm-hmm. open. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. And, yeah, I was you know, for- it was always good. It's always good to see you and <laughs> talk to you. Yeah, it is. So thank you. All right. I'm honored okay. to be on. So All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.